0: Welcome to Fortnite Gaming Podcast, making gaming content for gamers by gamers. I'm your host Ian, and today with me, like always, is David. And we're going to talk about the Alien franchise and its turbulent video game history. There are literally 47 titles for this game for this franchise, and that's inc- that doesn't include Predator. That's just that is just straight up Alien games and Alien versus Predator games, games that feature Alien uh, from the movie franchise. It's kind of weird because the movie franchise has two really successful movies, and then the rest are kind of just crap and forgotten about, and everything else that they've made, anything related to Alien, even Alien versus Predator, have just been kind of mediocre movies and whatnot. So it's where this franchise, whose only two outstanding things are from 1979 and 1986, has spawned 47 uh, different games, multiple comics... And other spin-off stuff, too, I'm, I'm sure that I, that I didn't find in my research. A lot of people like Prometheus. Prometheus is garbage. <laughs> can't believe that.
1: <laughs> Cartographers who get lost on a, on a cave. Yeah, he's got a 3D scanner, which actually I, I think it's. we'll get into this later, but I do like how some of the, the cool parts of those terrible films does kind of come into play into some of the gaming franchise uh, which we'll get into. Yeah, later. and I definitely think it's like video games have
0: definitely taken the best parts of the franchise and tried to uh, bring those things into it. They've just failed either on their execution or their story tie-in or something like that. Or you know, Alien Colon Marines. The graphics wow. and AI was really bad. Um, but this all started back uh, on on Atari. 1981 was the first Alien game that came out. Or 1980 80 or 81 um, but they've have games that are across atari nes snes gameboy mx msx amiga genesis arcades pcs they've touched about every platform possible there's an alien game on there but it's been kind of like this cursed franchise where it's like like batman used to be where every batman game sucked every almost every alien game that was for a uh machine. Kind of sucked except for the arcade game. But when I played all the time when I went to um, arcades or the roller rink was the 1990s Aliens uh, running gun shooter. Basically played like Contra almost a little bit, but it was basically playing out the story of Aliens. Um, but it was a fun game. Game that You just keep putting
1: quarters in and keep playing and playing for like long periods of time. Kind of like The Simpsons game. Yeah, the old games were nice. Um, I actually know one of the games that's still in arcades, uh, *Aliens: Termination*, which, like I said, it's one of the one of the highlights of the franchise. But to me, the funny thing is, I almost feel like the gaming franchise and the movie franchise like changed positions. Like the the film franchise started off good, and then went worse, and then the gaming franchise started off terrible, and then has actually been getting better more recently. And there's even a, a mobile game, which I'll mention because it's not, to me, it's not a highlight for, for most people, but um, Aliens Blackout, right? It's like a, a game where you're kind of like a guy at a terminal and you're kind of guiding people through this facility with an alien on board and you're trying to keep them safe and kind of go through this narrative. It's It's interesting that you've seen that sort of dynamic play out, and I think a lot of it has come down to the fact that Sega has really tried to ensure that the franchise was always going in a better direction. Whereas on the film side with Ridley Scott, you don't really see that same sort of dedication in terms of telling a better story. Um, I mean, even with the last uh, three games that I think came out, not, not including blackout, the mobile game, right? We we have alien isolation, termination and Fireteam elite. I think those are good examples of how the best parts have been more recent with this franchise as opposed to the film franchise. And it's, it's interesting to see that play out. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because when
0: you when you think about it, right, that just shows you how good of an idea Alien is and aliens. Uh, why? And when you think about it, like why is why is this such a great idea? It's and it's kind of because they did the reverse of Superman, right? They gave you a creature that is like almost like the most impossible thing out there, right? It has perfect. Uh, it has like a perfect kill ratio. If you, <laughs> if you harm it, it shoots out acid blood. It's like every possible thing you can think of. Well, this thing can do it, right? And it was such a captivating idea because the designs of the the design of it was very reminiscent of what HG uh, Geiger. H. R. Geiger stuff or H. R. Geiger. it just is just creepy looking to begin with. So they brought that into the real world with the movie, and then put, pitting just one person up against this killing machine and like how are you going to defeat it well there's no way to defeat it and there's no way to run away because you're in space um, made it for a very compelling movie and then aliens did a great job with expanding more on how that alien organism uh, works other than just hey there's an egg a face a face hugger and then a monster right they showed you that there's a queen and kind of how they build a nest and whatnot um, but they didn't sh- they didn't focus just on that right it was just yeah, this, here's this thing, and then you walk through it. Eh? They weren't going to have somebody sit there and explain to you that, hey, look, they're making a nest out of all this, and hey, look, there must be a queen that does this, and these must be worker ants, and this and that. They just put it there, assumed that you would figure it out, that it's kind of like ants, but super powered. Um, and they had a movie around that. That, I think, was just teasing a little bit of what. There could be, which is such a great idea that that's why games tried to expand on it. But I think the reason why the games were bad at first was because they kept trying to tie into the movies. <laughs> they kept trying to be, oh, here's alien, here's the alien movie in video game form. Here's the aliens in video game form. Uh, here's Alien Three in video game form. And it's like, no, the movie tie-ins to games was almost never worked because it's a story we've already seen, and we're already either satisfied with it or not satisfied with it. And if you think the movie was great, the game's always a disappointment. And it's very ever, rarely ever that the game is better than the movie, because to do that, they basically have to go off script and not be anything like the movie. Kind of like the Wolverine uh,
1: Origins game. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually think it's good you mentioned that because it's kind of like Dragon Ball Z universe. I think that's probably the best example for what you're trying to get at, where everybody knows Dragon Ball Z, who understands that whole storyline. But the fact that you get to insert your character into the franchise and it's at the same time a new storyline. So it's like they managed to keep the old, give something new, but allow you to also insert yourself into the story, which is why I think it did so well. And they released a second game In, in this franchise. I think they've done a pretty good job of making it better. I mean... Aliens as a game franchise is really interesting because the early games were kind of like Pac-Man, right? It was like you just running from the aliens in this Atari type of grid and looked like crap. You had all these Game Boy games that weren't, in my opinion, very fun. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even recommend playing. It. I mean, even out of these, four was it forty-seven? I wouldn't recommend. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend most of these forty-seven <laughs> games. I would recommend
0: the very last few that came out, and that's it. <laughs> I think the arcade ones. There's like three arcade ones. I uh, four are worth, I mean, worth if you can find the arcade yeah. machine, I mean, there there are those people who are out there that collect this, so I'm sure they're out there, but like, I would have no idea how to find an arcade game to try. Hey, I want to get this arcade to have in my garage or something like that. Um, and I think there it starts off with a really good base idea, they did really good ex- well executing that movie, and then aliens uh, took it to the next level because I mean, aliens you see their influence in. Halo and almost every like sci-fi shooter has a reference that goes all the way back to Aliens. Maybe the design of the Pelican ship, the comments the soldiers make. Anytime anybody says "Game over, man, game over," <laughs> so it's Aliens reference. Um, and like I said, the games most of them most of them are are, are pretty bad and kind of boring to play. They jumped all like I said. They jumped over all over anything. If it was something that I could play a video game, there was a game of Alien made for for some reason. Contra. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think and that's what I think. Like Contra was one of the few games where I feel like that felt more like an Alien game than Aliens because we got to that towards that last level. So I was like, "Well, that looks like a face hugger, and that these look like that." It's just they traded out an Alien Queen for a giant heart for some reason. Um, but that game felt more like what what you're getting from the aliens, movies he's just being two badasses, killing everything and and whatnot. Um, now, I think, the probably the, well, I would say, the probably, in my opinion, probably one of the best ones that have come out recently that I've played has been Alien Isolation, which is really good because, one, they take a storyline that, I don't know if it existed in books or comics or anywhere else, but they basically, basically, throughout the movie franchise, you know that Ripley has a daughter that she basically... Miss seeing that her daughter grow up because she was stuck in space for so long. Um, alien is- isolation is a story of her daughter finding out that there's some news about possibly about where her mother is in space. So her daughter goes to the space station that ends up being infested with uh, well, it's an, one alien in it, but later on, there's you find a nest and a bunch of other shit. There's like actual facehuggers in that game, which makes it terrifying to play. <laughs> but... That game was so good because it was actually a true recreation of what the mo- original Alien movie was, right? You're stuck uh, 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 in a, a spaceship. You can't leave it, and there's an alien stalking you. And the AI for that alien was incredible with how it stalked you. It never teleported anywhere except for one cut scene. Uh, but everything it did, it moved based on your sound. And they did a cheeky little thing that when it came out on Xbox One, the c- – Connect was still being sold with it, I believe. Uh, so whether you had a microphone headset on or you had uh, the Connect on, if you didn't check for the option, uh, it picked up your audio. So <laughs> the game was very much yeah, you can kind of fight the alien, but you can never really kill it. Um, like you make your hand on a flamethrower or something like that, it'll just run away. So it's very much like a mix of um, Outlast, where you have absolutely no weapons and you're only uh, only way to help uh, save yourself is to hide and having and then a little more action where you can actually get a flamethrower guns and shoot at the alien and it'll go away uh, but for the most part you're going to be limited on ammo you're not a marine you're just a mechanic so you're hiding in lockers but how the sound uh, option worked was that when you're hiding if you're breathing heavily into your microphone or somebody's making noise in your house the alien would hear it and double back for, uh, and go directly for you so you had to make sure you were quiet while you're hiding, so you didn't alert the alien. Which I thought that was an amazing detail. And then the fact that outside the Alien Isolation main story, there is an Astromo story where you literally play as Ripley or any of the old characters, and you're do- running through the basically some of the uh, things they did in the movie. So, like that is the quintessential game to play with Alien is Alien Isolation.
1: Yeah, I actually think uh, believe that the studio was Creative Assembly. They did a great job on that game because, for all intents and purposes, that was the first game that felt like the Alien franchise. It had the sound effects. It had the the CRT screen sort of deal that was pre- like prevalent throughout the game. It felt like you were literally in that universe, and it helped being in complete POV. So the whole, whole time you're in first-person view... So you're actually pretty much living as the character throughout that world, and to kind of quote on like you know what um, what they were saying with Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk's also in that same POV sort of uh, camera the whole time. They were saying there's something about being in that first person view that makes you feel like you are that character, whereas a lot of the other games are either third person or first person, and some let you switch between them. Having the game force you into first person, and then you're in a horror scenario, makes you have to look around more. Whereas in third person, you have a wider angle view, but to tie that all in, you have the, the synths, right? The sensor on this station. They're also a danger to you. You have humans who are both helpful and harmful to you. Um, you have the aliens who are all well, the alien who's also harmful to you. So you, you do have a lot of threats to assess in that game. It's a great, it's hard to explain really, but it's, it's, in in so, most well, most games I, like let's say you're you're playing like Friday the 13th you're being haunted essentially by Jason Voorhees but imagine being hunted down by a lethal killer that can hear you where you are at any point in time and doesn't need to rest there's something about well, that's it that, the thing, that feels threatening
0: it's like you said Friday the 13th or that's actually a fairly good game probably a very good representation of what the movies were uh what the movies were trying to get across but the thing is i don't see Friday the 13th as a scary game or dead by daylight as a scary game they, those are games where it has a horror aesthetic, but it's basically a game of tag. You're one person's it, and you're running away from them, trying to get away uh, the whole time. But it's nothing like um, a lot of jump scares or scripted moments or go- horror happening. Where in Alien, I think because for like the most part, in Alien isolation, the alien's not not around at all in the beginning. But when it does start to stalk you, and you do start uh, trying to hide from it. Um, it doesn't cheat with giving you a, a jump scare somewhere along the way. I think there's, like they said, the developer said, like there's only one sec- segment where they believe the alien has to teleport for a cutscene. But other than that, it's always just tracing you and tracking you through how its AI works. Um, and I find like there's no cheap jump scares like a cheap horror movie does, except for the first achievement in that game that I think you'll get is a jump scare from a synth grabbing your leg underneath <laughs> the table. Like I'm already getting at jumping and it's like, fuck it's an achievement those assholes (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, going through that and having a realistic ai hunt and stalk you and not have the cheap scripted uh jump scares all throughout it really makes that a horror game versus an action horror game where by the end of it you feel empowered and you're just shooting shit i mean i've seen play some playthroughs of this and like towards the end of uh, isolation you're in a nest and there's uh, face huggers and you have a gun and there's eggs all over the place, but you're still fucking terrified because you don't have a lot of ammo. You got to make sure you don't waste your shots and you got to make sure you don't get face hugged by one, by one (laughs) of the ones crawling around. Right. It's still terrifying. You're not to a point where I feel like it's the resident evil syndrome where resident evil, the very beginning, you're, you're very cautious and you're scared. But by the time you have like a machine gun or a grenade launcher, like, fuck it, let's bring it on and you just you just blow up everything that comes your way and you're no longer afraid because now you're empowered. Which is a cool feeling as well, but I feel like games like Alien Isolation like nailed the suspense horror that you get from movies like Alien and like nailed it perfectly. Um now that like I said is a perfect game for Alien, but I wouldn't pair Alien Isolation with aliens because Aliens is an action, uh, combat film basically, and the best game probably going for that right now uh, is actually Aliens, uh, Fire, uh, Team. Fire Team Elite. Yeah, that I feel like actually caught what caught the film what you're they're trying to display in all the other action games that they ever made. Because, granted, I think more games are kind of based off of Aliens where they wanted to have space marines and lots of aliens and you're fighting a nest and all that, um, but. The one thing you couldn't get right is basically the swarming effect, which funny enough, when I look at Fireteam, it's like, all right, cool. They took the F- Left for Dead formula, and they just applied it to aliens, yep. <laughs> and they actually did it really well. Where like the other game clones are clones of Left for Dead with aliens. I think one's called Earthfall is just terrible because it's horribly paced. The thing here is that fire team when you're running around you get to do those certain sections it's like okay we're gonna get swarmed and it's a swarm of aliens with one or two or three or four different special uh, powered aliens like it literally is left for dead there's the hunter one that jumps on you the spitter one that spits at you there's one that explodes gunk everywhere I think and then there's like a, a pretty tanky one uh, warrior alien I think shows up that's uh, takes lots of damage to kill it um, so with all that swarming with you with whatever you're trying to do, it kind of fits into what they're portraying in the film, which was here's this elite military force, and they're getting overwhelmed and getting whittled down, whittled down to like one, two, three of them by the end of it. <clears> the <throat> um, Fire Team totally captures that. I actually had didn't think very highly of the game originally because um, they had talked about implementing a card system. Whenever I hear that, I'm like, are right, you trying to like, what, be microtransact or or is this... Uh, some metagame within the game, like, just give me the game you want to make, because I think uh, Back for Blood d- does oh, that, yeah. and everybody hates the card system Back for Blood. This one, it's not so bad, it's just things to either make the game more challenging, or give you more bonuses, or make the game easier, and not give you a bonus, uh, at leveling up the, all the different characters that you have, uh, which again, all original characters, nobody like from the movie, so you don't have to worry about continuity, uh, how where this falls in, but it does give you a cool kind of love for dead campaign with like basically safe points and going f- and going through it with a team of I think only three unfortunately yeah. I think it re- it might be better as four but maybe four people was too much it made the game too easy
1: I don't know well there, um, there fire team I th- felt worked really well there was a bug on I believe it was limited to the PS4 where people could get up to five people in a match and they were saying they were running at the hardest difficulty. And it was still easy for them because those extra two hands just makes it much easier to kind of destroy the aliens. But Aliens fire team is uh, such a great result because, for one, it didn't release at full price. It was 40 bucks. It actually released and then soon after went on Game Pass, which is how I caught with it because I was like, well, I'm not interested in paying. Well, I think it. it was a day one release on Game Pass, actually. I, it, I don't think so because I, I believe it was because I didn't see it there on Game Pass on release, it was added soon after, and I heard people talking about it, But because Robert, a buddy of ours, he was talking about it. He actually bought it, and, and then uh, when he was talking about it, I was like, oh, it's finally coming to Game Pass. I was kind of on the fence like you about it. I mean, to be fair, when you look at the gameplay footage of Alien Fireteam, it doesn't look that good, right? It's not a graphical powerhouse. It's not going to woo you with whatever it has. I mean, the, the facial animation, there is none, right? If someone's talking. Yeah, there's <laughs> some. <those suck. laughs> yeah, the mouth does not move. Um, but once you get past some of those limitations um, and even some of the rough dialogue, like the, the lady speaking Spanish kind of gets on me sometimes because it's not... It, for all intents purposes, you know Vasquez kind of was more of like a Mexican Spanish, right? In this one, it's like a forced Spanish that doesn't really fit exactly as the way Vasquez kind of laid it out, and her character would have laid it out. But even that aside, even the the lack of facial animation aside. They did a great job with the game design. The game design is really good. They've had a plan out for it. There's an actual storyline there with a lot of... I wouldn't say side quests necessarily because you're just going off, picking up this stuff, going back to the station and talking to people, getting a little more fill-in on the story. Um, and its I think it's really good in terms of a world-building standpoint. I think you hit the nail on the head of how this is Left 4 Dead but better in some ways in the, that continuation of that type of game style. Because Back 4 Blood... I don't want to get into that, but that one was disappointing. I think what actually makes Aliens Fireteam Elite so good is that... And whereas Back for Blood is like, here's like, I don't know, 70 guns, right? And throwing all this at you. You can literally just pick up this game, choose a character. It automatically limits you to the guns you start out with, and then you can unlock more. So it's a lot more approachable from a gameplay standpoint. You can get into it a lot more easily. I mean, my wife... She plays it. I tend to backpack her because she's not much of a, of a shooter person. But the fact that you backpack, yeah, you know the the fact that she can play it, I says, I think says a lot because this is not the type of game she would play. But she likes the aliens, the first two aliens movies. This game is very tolerable for her, um, and that the, there's difficulties. You know, obviously casual and standard. There's no friendly fire but then you go above that and then you're going to start taking friendly fire damage. And if the guy has a pumped up gun, you're going to take a lot of damage if he shoots you in the back of the head or something like that. Um, the, yeah, it definitely suffers from the left or dead of
0: people walking in front of you constantly while you're firing at shit. Um, Cause it also doesn't have a crouch button. You have to like yeah. crouch behind something. Um, so there are definitely, like you said, some technical limitations, but it's just, it feels like the way the game looks, it looks, it doesn't look like it's a game from like 10 years old. Like, Um, Clone Marines looked terrible. Like that was an Xbox One uh, title, and that looked like a 360 game. It had very poor AI. Nothing in that game was redeemable. Uh, Even their Easter eggs was stupid, with a giant donut rolling down a hill. Like it's just not great. This the thing I think with a lot of young games is they try to make them all look really old and aesthetic because it's from the 70s. So they try to recreate that old sci-fi, futuristic sci-fi by Having, like, a lot of film grain or stuff like that in there. And it's like, no, turn off the film grain. Just give me really properly modeled stuff. And then design the stuff in the game like it would be from that time, how they were doing it in that time era, right? Um, Aliens Fire Team I think, does really well with, like you said, gives me the things I recognize from the movies. Like, the drop ship, the hangar, there's uh, loaders and everything, people I can talk to. And just for you, like, hey, we're going in the story, yeah, go talk to people, listen to what they have to say. For me, it's like, all right, I just want to get to the game, We jump in and play the gameplay. Um, you can do either way, and, and the game is going to be fun either way. You're not going to miss anything by not paying attention to the story here, and you're not going to lose anything uh, or gain anything from paying super close attention to it and then jumping in. Um, I think it just makes that an all around fun game for anybody who wants to play. People who are really interested and want to jump in, jump into the lore, and people who like, hey, I just want to shoot aliens. All right, cool, jump in, let's shoot some aliens.
1: Yeah, and I think the the best feature in terms of its game design, I, I not even getting into the guns because the guns are this well balanced area, and that there's a team dynamic of how you can balance each other as a team. Like one player could be the doctor, one player can be the demolisher, which is where like Vasquez with the the full automatic turret basically, right? But then you have the the level progression, right? Like there's essentially four I forgot what it calls them, but there's four types of 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 chapters. And then in these four chapters, there's three missions. And the thing that's nice is each chapter is very unique. One kind of starts with the space station dynamic. Go find Honaker. The next one is you kind of finding out more about what has what kind of led to things. And then when you go from environment to environment you have that prometheus map where everything kind of just opens up all of a sudden whereas the first map is yeah. claustrophobic then everything kind of opens up and then when you beat the game you can get you know from kind of going back to prometheus right one of the cool things was the guy who has the geographical thing that just scans the environment and tells you everything around it well you when you beat the game you unlock the recon class you use his special and that or her special you could be male or female right with each character when you use the recon item, it'll scan the environment and tell you where every enemy is, even the eggs. And that's pretty cool. The fact that you can actually take some of the worst parts of the franchise and actually make them cooler than what they were in the films really shows how the game has done some things with the best parts of the worst parts. <laughs> and you, and this is, the, I say, that's the thing. The progression part about this
0: game is a nice feature to have it. that like, keeps you coming back to play, right? Because, um, like left 4 dead, there's no progression with characters. They're just all the same and they can use all the same weapons, whether they pick it up or not. Here's a game where, cool, there's not a battle pass where you gotta try and level up throughout the within a time frame. because the problem with that is if you finish out the battle pass, you're not interested in playing it anymore until the next battle pass comes out because there's no progression. Here, having progressions to unlock guns for for specific classes, unlock certain weapons, beat the game, and unlock a new class that you can start all over with toll brings me more replay value so definitely makes it a very fun game to uh to play. Um just I hope moving forward with alien games do they keep making more alien games since they haven't made an alien well I guess they made Covenant. That's that's the most recent alien movie, right? Yeah, that one was pretty rough though. And, <laughs> that one
1: was really bad. I don't know if they're making they're not continuing the story, right? It, I don't know. I know Ridley Scott had plans to do four more movies after Prometheus, I think that was the discussion, but I, I I mean, I don't want to go too into the movies because it, it kind of is such a mess, but I, I always wish that Neil Blumkamp Neil Bloomcamp, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, I wish he had the shot to make the film he had where you actually would see um, uh, Hicks come back, right, with with Sigourney Weaver and all that jazz. I thought that would have been a great return to the story, but, I mean, I, I get it, you know, Ridley Scott kind of took it his direction, and I think the one thing that the games have done well in specifically Fireteam elite where the films have failed is the films have kind of explored the origin of the aliens. And that's where things get really dumb. Whereas in the games, they kind of show you glimpses of it without giving away too much of the special sauce. So you still think it's actually cool. Um, I think that's a, a good example of the games and an alien isolation, you know, it's like going into Ripley's daughter. It doesn't, uh, uh it doesn't feel forced in why she's there. Whereas a lot of game decisions to kind of force you, like aliens colonial Marines is a good example of how things feel forced. There's things just kind of done. Like the focus on honestly with Ali- aliens colonial Marines was so much on Easter eggs that it, the story didn't really work. The game had design issues. It didn't look good. Um, you know, I bought the hundred dollar, you know, collector's edition and, and immediately regretted all of it. <laughs>
0: Um, Yeah, Gearbox basically just outsourced that to like five different studios (laughs) and tried to try to get that shit
1: done. Yeah, I think they did 10% of the actual work themselves, um, even though they Mm -hmm. got all that money. I mean, I know we're just talking about Alien Isolation and and Fire Team Elite. Those are two really good games. You know, one is a first person like uh, hide and seek right, because you're trying to not get caught, it's immediate death, right, and then Fire Team Elite, which is pretty much like Aliens, where it's like, you're empowered, but like, how empowered are you, and I think one of the pinnacle moments for me playing Fire Team Elite was, it was me, a buddy, and this guy who sucked with us, it was a random, we kind of just had in this match, and we dropped like, every turret we had, because we're running on intense, with not very high level characters, and when you run at the end of these chapters, it's basically like, gonna be hey, if you hit this button, there's going to be a horde that comes at you, right? So it's like these campaigns with a bit of horde mode in them, and you just have to survive the horde. We drop every turret we had. Like, I I think we must have dropped at least uh, seven turrets in total between us two. And you're literally, like, hit the button, and boom, aliens are coming down. All seven of these guns are just going off. It's absolute mayhem, and we're still barely holding them at bay because this guy who's with us wasn't high level enough to really handle the swarm. And when we actually survived it, even though like two of us went down, the other one picked us both up, like, you know, in the midst of all this, it's very rare that you see a game that well balanced, that you're literally getting your ass kicked and then you can still recover and you ha- you can see all this gunfire kind of come around. You can use the turrets as a, not so much as to stop the enemy, but also as to detect the enemy for you when they're behind you, because things will r- jump behind you. And this it's full of a lot of good Easter eggs of... Event drop opening, but there's no alien. But sometimes the event will drop, and there are a swarm of aliens coming out of it. Um, really good dynamics. I Actually, they do have a plan to launch some updates for it, which I really hope one of them is more of another, another chapter. Because without spoiling anything, in case someone does want to play the Aliens Fireteam Elite, there is a, a beginning and an end to the campaign, and you're basically just kind of replaying that whole thing. Um, it is interesting to see how many ideas they've kind of created from this and there's a lot more in the franchise that they can kind of poke into without destroying anything Um, so I think they've done a great job with Fireteam Elite I mean I I could go on and on about Fireteam Elite but I I just feel like it's game design is good the gun game is is designed really well really well balanced good sound design actually great sound design Um, and I think you said it best when we were playing like this is a great game to play with friends yeah, it definitely is. And as
0: you said, like, the funny thing is, like, this is a pretty small studio. They're not, like, super huge, I don't think, right? The studio that made Fireteam? I,
1: yeah, I, I failed to recall their name. I think it was, like, Heavy yeah, Iron Studios.
0: But basically, they built the model for what a games-as-a-service should be. Is, hey, here's a multiplayer game that has a story, has campaigns, has a progression to, to level up through, and what do you do for a service? You add more chapters. You add more <laughs> levels to it. And then, boom, you have a game that will keep growing as you add more classes for soldiers and this and that instead of, hey, how about a loot box and some random number generator bullshit they throw in all these games as a service, which honestly gets it wrong. Nobody likes playing that stuff. Well, they, they're looking just to hook the gambling addicts and whales who, who throw money away. When you really want to make like, something fun, the fire team is good. A good blueprint for it. let's design a fun game <clears throat> now, and then let's build in a progression system that it's not completed super quickly, and doesn't get boring, and doesn't require people to keep buying stuff. Um, this works for what I think. Everyone else should be thinking of of this is how you need to keep a game alive for a long period of time, <laughs> and hopefully it does. I mean, it coming out Game Pass and it coming out not at a full price means there was not like a ton of faith in this being a blockbuster. But that's like any Alien game that comes out, um, you're gonna have a hard time trying to sell it unless it's doing something very different, like Isolation did. Um, Isolation, I think, was able to come out full as a full price AAA game, basically because everything before it is an action game and they sold it definitely as no, this is a horror. Survival game, and it definitely lives up to that versus just being a running gun. Um, and Fire Team uh, really feels like Firefight Fire Team, like from Halo, where you're dealing with hordes and hordes and hordes of aliens, but instead of just holding one spot constantly, you get to now move through an environment, have a story told to you um, directly instead of kind of indirectly. Like Left for Dead was very indirectly. There's a story there, but you had to read the messages on the walls read the stuff in the safe room, pick up on the little hints that were laying around, nobody would just literally say, hey, this is what's going on, where you actually get a full campaign, and then they can easily expand on that in the future. So, I mean, these, like I said, there's 47 t- titles. Now. That's one reason why we're talking about this is that it's a f- franchise that's kind of an unknown franchise, but... It keeps getting games made somehow, <laughs> uh, especially when like the movie franchise is basically falling on its face now. As we say, there's only two good movies: Alien and Aliens. Three is kind of a, is kind of blah. Uh, the Joss Whedon resurrection yeah. was really dumb. Prometheus, we all thought was all cool and go return to form, right? And that just got shitty. And then it, this follow up to that was even shittier. So I don't see another Alien movie being made for a long time. Um, but they can keep making games. Uh, off this stuff forever because they will sell people will pick it up but um it has a history of like well is it going could be hit or miss People are gonna wait to see if it's good and so far the last few games that have come out isolation the termination arcade and fireteam have been great um i think it's definitely worth a pickup and if you have time definitely uh check it out on game pass uh basically for free if you can right now um like you said it's not it's not a sixty dollar game. It was like forty dollars, I think.
1: Forty dollars, yeah. If if you're if you have Game Pass and you want to buy it for your friend, you get a twenty percent discount on all games through Game Pass. <laughs> so if you have Game Pass and you want your buddies to play, you can literally buy it for them as a gift, and instead of paying forty bucks, not on sale, mind you. You're only gonna pay 32 bucks, which is still a really good deal for the game. If you buy it for yourself when it's going off Game Pass at some point, which I expect will happen. Still 32 bucks. That's not a bad price to pay for a game you can get a lot of value out of. Um in kind of going into the arcade games and one of the older games, I know we were split on Aliens vs. Predator, which was on the 360 and the PS3. I actually like that game. I just wish the narrative was told in a more chronological order, because in that game you play as a human, you play as an alien, you play as a predator, and you basically see the same storyline from each perspective, which I thought that was the best aspect of the game, but some of the design just wasn't there. Um, but in the arcade side, we got pretty lucky, right? Like one thing that's true, and I think this has helped the Aliens franchise, it's, it's definitely a home a home gaming sort of title and franchise. It's in the arcades, like in the like, first game was 1980 Atari, right? You, the games that kind of have come out, The best ones we know of until recently were all arcade games. Aliens, the the side-scroll shooter that you described as a run-and-gun, right, 1990. Then we had Aliens vs. Predator, which was like a beat-em-up Streets of Rage type of game. Then there was Alien 3, which was like a a gun game where you could have two players having guns and you just aimed it on the arcade cabinet at the screen, right, like a light gun. Um, uh, And then we had Aliens vs. Predator on the 360 and the PS3. Aliens Isolations, and then Aliens Termination, which is another arcade game that came out more recently. I actually enjoy it, but that thing will suck your quarters out because you die so damn much. But it is a lot of fun if you like light gun games, and even more if you like Aliens games, and then Aliens Fireteam Elite, decent games. Um, if you like games where you're kind of just poking around, you could always check out um, Blackout. I know a lot of people said they enjoyed it. I know a couple people that said they enjoyed it. It's a quick game you can beat in like an hour easy. Um, I think that's why it has people that enjoy because it, it's a nice, quick, fast game. If you fail, okay, you can play it again. It doesn't take that much time. Um, good franchise in terms of how it's continuing. But I felt like we would be remiss if we didn't mention a game that I wish was made in this franchise. And that's Aliens Crucible. This game was being developed by the famed developer Obsidian. You know Obsidian, right? They did the sequel, Fallout New Vegas. Um, they more recently did uh, Outer Worlds. Um, Microsoft now owns them. And they were working on this game, which essentially took place between the events in the Aliens film, right? Between the point where Ripley finds out that LV426, this is this planet where they went to. They had a derelict spaceship with all these eggs, right? From that like meeting where she has with them and tells them all this, and obviously Burke tells them to go check it out. And then she gets like, hey, do you want to get your your license back? Well, how about you go to this planet again and help us figure out what the hell happened? That game was supposed to take place on Hadley's Hope during this whole thing that happened. From the moment they basically get that mission, the the, the communication from Burke to go check it out to them being infested and all this and that. And it was supposed to be like this nice action RPG. Unfortunately, the the game got cancelled um, because Sega was going to press forward with Aliens Colonial Marines, which is a bummer because The last stand that they kind of show in that film would have been amazing to see in the game. Um, And I think kind of going back to those events, which is, in my eyes, that's peak Aliens franchise is all the events surrounding Aliens. That's some of the best lore that they could have played with, the best canon they could have played with. I really hope they still consider... Making that game, I don't know if Microsoft and Obsidian will be able to work with those who have access to the franchise to still make a game like that. But I think there's a lot of merit in something like that, especially with the franchise that more recently has done this well.
0: I mean, whoever owns the license of Aliens has been making lots of money, off having people make <laughs> crap games and some good games out of it. So, because um, even the because you got even the fact that they didn't make a game, they had to buy the license to start working on the Crucible, start producing shit together. And then they never produced anything. So whoever owns this license is just making money hand
1: over fist, huh? Um, yeah, there's footage, though, on YouTube of of the game. It did, You could tell it was still early, but uh, I think it showed the promise. I mean, I really liked Obsidian. I thought they're... Uh, I believe they did the sequel for Knights of the Old Republic. I'm not 100% sure about that.
0: Uh, yeah, I believe they did. And that's actually a really good game. I got to jump back into to doing that. We'll play that one again. Um, yeah, but, I mean, Aliens franchise... You know, it's one of those ones where it's, like, surprising it has so many titles, and so many tie-ins. And, I mean, the Alien is kind of just a part of our own pop culture because it's even in uh, other games like Mortal Kombat, it's a fighter yeah. that you can fight with. Um, those types of tie-ins just kind of screams to how important this franchise, this movie franchise is to us in storytelling and good examples of uh, horror. And the newest games that have come out have been really good. So if you have a chance, game pass um, or go out there and find these games and and play them. Um, I would highly recommend Alien Isolations, uh, the Termination Arcade, or Fireteam Elite. The 360 Predator, Alien vs. Predator ones, would be a decent one. As you said, you you like the Light Gun Alien 3 game. Um, And there's the old old arcade. But like the arcade games, they're designed to take money from you. (laughs) So... (laughs) be aware of that um but the console games are fun so i definitely try those out um what we want to do next is we want to hear what you what you guys think uh let us know if you have any thoughts on the alien games which one was your favorite or your favorite parts from any of the games that we've mentioned or do we miss any games that you think are really important to the alien
1: franchise um but other than that any other closing thoughts um one thing I'd mention about Fireteam Elite is I actually think the community for the most part has been pretty good too, which is pretty rare. I think that's why I like it so much is it it really does remind me of the good side of Left 4 Dead's community where, I mean, I jumped in a game. In the game, you know, you have to be a, a combat level, right? And like a, someone's combat rating on this $500, uh, 500 uh, combat rating mission, his was like, I, I kid you not, it was like 200. And I was like, you know what? I'll take it. Like I'll I'll take it through and like he he did his best to like hang back and cover me and he healed me, used his health pack on me cuz I'm sitting here taking the brunt of the damage. I really like the fact that the fans that are playing Haley uh, <laughs> that are playing Alien's Fire Team are really enjoying themselves and it is so much fun. I don't recommend checking footage of it. Just try it out if you have Game Pass. That'll give you a good idea of whether or not this is something you'll play.
0: Yeah, and definitely uh, grab some friends and play or jump into a party and play with some folks. Uh, fun game, great community. Uh, that's our show this week, so thank you for listening. You can find us at forthrightgaming.com, uh, also on Facebook and on Twitch at Forthright Gaming. We stream Monday, Wednesday, and Friday every week. Right now we're going through the Assassin's Creed franchise. We are on game number five of 12. <laughs> working our way through all of them. <laughs> So come join us and uh, let us know what you think.
1: All right. Have a great day. Have a good one.